live from America. We're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. everybody good morning how are you thank you so very much for being here i know for the last three months at 9 a.m every single day you woke up with our good friend antonio sabato jr and uh this was his first time ever doing a podcast ever doing anything like this of course he's been behind a camera for you know quite some time um, but podcasting and doing a show like this was his first time doing something like that. 
and uh, it took a lot of his time. Of course, he's got, I think he owns like two or three businesses, and he's very, 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 very busy. He's uh, getting ready to go on, I believe he's taking a trip to go on set to do filming. And uh, when, he's, when he's filming, it is very, very, very difficult for him to do a daily show. And, you know, after a, a little bit of discussion, um, he has decided that he, he can't go on uh, doing a podcast right now, maybe again in the future. Uh, but it just, he's, he's a very incredibly busy man. And uh, for his time, I'm not able to be able to pay him uh, the money that he needs for his time, I would assume. Um, you know, I, I didn't even uh, like say, hey, maybe we can figure out a way to make you some, you know, some some more money or something like that to stay here. It, it was just, a, you know, it's a life decision. And uh, we'll hope we hope uh, that we can um, get to a point where LFA TV may be really big someday and we can afford to just, you know, actually compensate people for their time adequately. But. But, 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 it was great to have him here. He's still a huge, huge part of, uh, of the success here at LFA TV. And, you know, we'll bring him on as guests here and there whenever he can. Uh, but for right now, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be changing up a little bit here on LFA TV going into the new year. Um, so, first of all, what I want you guys all to do is reach out to Antonio. Tell him how much of a good time you had with him here. Tell him how much you love him. Tell him how much you'll miss him. But make sure you follow him and follow his ventures. He'll still be making appearances on here. He'll be still doing uh, documentaries and stuff like that with us in 2023. So um, I saw that we had a birthday here. L. Savvy. L. Savvy's birthday here this morning. So we will make sure that we say uh, sing happy birthday here in a minute. Uh, this is a little early for me. Normally, you see me at 11 o'clock, and you see me at 5 o'clock. Um, so I'm filling in today, and this is actually going to be almost a, a precursor uh, to the rise up every morning. Well, not every morning. I'm not, don't hold me to that one yet, okay? Uh, the Rise Up podcast that I'm going to be doing with the new Rise Up Coffee. So if you got your, if you ordered your Rise Up Coffee, obviously you don't have it yet, but soon you'll be able to enjoy your your uh, pecan, your American pecan, or your dark Sumatra roast gold uh, with us when we do the Rise Up uh, podcast. So, well, it's a nice surprise to be here with you too, Michael. Thank you so very much. Sipping my iced green teas. Slurp, slurp. Thanks for filling in. Uh, for Antonio, Jeremy, God bless him and what he continues to do. Amen. And that's the great thing. We're going to see people come and go based on their, you know, what's going on in their life. LFA TV is not a network where we can pay people money. Uh, we can barely pay to keep things on ourselves. Uh, that's why we rely on the rumble rants and everything so much. So maybe someday when we're able to counter offer and say, hey, maybe this for your time, that might be a better, that might be better. Uh, but right now, I do want to let you guys know we're going to be going through morning devotional this morning. I want you to show you the stack of books that we're going to be going through. Whoa, 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 calm down. These are all the books that I go through every morning, and I change them up from time to time uh, for my morning devotional in order to do my morning newsletter. So uh, that's going to be a lot like what the Rise Up uh, Coffee, Rise Up podcast is going to be like while we drink our Rise Up Coffee. And we're going to sit here and we're going to go through Scripture as it pertains to what's going on in our world and in our culture and in our society. Because a lot of people know we're, we're basically a political network, but you cannot be a political network without being a cultural network. And you cannot be a political and a cultural network without being a societal network. So it all kind of wraps into one, our culture, our, politi our political environment, 
and the way our society is moving and, and growing and, and, and diversifying. You know what I mean? So um, the January, uh, what January is going to look like for LFA TV and going into the new year, uh, we're going to be adding some shows in January, okay? You might have seen uh, Isabella um, Moody on the election night coverage that we had. You might have also seen her on um, Unafraid with Mike Crispy. She will be joining LFA TV. She'll be doing a 4 p.m. every day right before my evening show. Uh, we also have some others that are going to be joining in, joining in January as well. We're going to be opening up to cover um, Trump rallies. We're going to be covering conservative events like TPUSA events, CPAC events. We're going to be covering Freedom Fight Night, which is the new uh, UFL. And they are like, it's a, it's a MMA league, almost like the UFC. Uh, but they're going, they have a whole bunch of UFC legends that are uh, working to grow it. And they're all about conservatives. They're raising money to help conservatives. They're doing fundraising to help conservative candidates. So we're going to be covering that because those two worlds mix. So we're going to be doing a lot in 2023, and there's going to be some changes. Uh, There's also going to be Anna will be moving in January. Anna's show, Wrong Think, will be moving from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. So uh, you will have um, somebody here in the morning to cover this 9 a.m. hour. Then you'll have Loud Majority. Then you'll have myself, and you'll have Mike Crispy. Then you'll probably have a one-hour break to get things done during the day. Uh, And then you'll come back at uh, 3 o'clock will be Anna, you have a two-hour break. Three o'clock will be Anna. Four o'clock will be Isabella. Five o'clock will be myself. So we got a lot of different things going on here, and I just wanted to kind of keep you guys in the loop. This is your network. You guys built my show. You ultimately laid the founding uh, building blocks, uh, if you will, for LFA TV, the network. And so we just got a lot going on. So I will ask you, if you're just joining in, please rumble this video. Send this video out, share it out. A lot of people don't know that we're going to be starting a morning podcast called Rise Up. Uh, The Zoo says, God bless you, Antonio, and all your future endeavors. Amen. You will be missed. Uh, We're going to be bringing back, that's Al and Carol Morris. We're going to be, I have a feeling Antonio will be back. I do. He's just got some things to do. We got some things to do, and hopefully we'll uh, meet back in the middle. Antonio's always going to be part of LFA TV, always. Okay. Having said that, let's get to our morning prayer. And then we're going to be going through these books, okay? Now, there's a specific verse that I really want to hone in on today, but I want to take you through the process in which I do my morning newsletter, okay? So, LOA, the break helps for sure. Yes, the break does help. (laughs) We need that break in the afternoon so people can get things done. You know what I mean? Uh, Antonio is on location doing a film, uh, and he'll be doing a lot more things as well. So, uh, let's go to prayer right now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, D guy 128 says, help me get a hundred subscribers. Everybody go over to D guy 128's page and give that page a subscribe. Will you? Okay. Lord and heavenly father, Lord, we come to you humbly this morning on LFA TV and across the nation with all these wonderful people that were, uh, exposed to such a wonderful man and Antonio Sabato every morning here at 9am. Lord, we pray that you cover Antonio and his family with an armor of God so that as they continue on their journey um, outside of LFA TV and outside of a podcast, that they reach lives, that they touch people that they need to touch, and that they spread the gospel and positivity wherever they go, Lord. We pray for this network. We pray for the future hosts of this network, that they come into this family understanding what we're about, what our mission statement is, and that is really all glory to God, Lord. 
That is our mission statement here on LFA. And we thank you for the grace and the mercy and the guidance from the Holy Spirit daily to be able to do this, to be able to bring this truth, to be able to bring the word of God, to be able to bring uh, solutions to problems, to be able to bring help to those who need it, Lord, because in the end, helping others is what Jesus was all about, Lord. We pray for this show today. We pray for all the shows here on LFA uh, LFA TV today that you cover these shows with your wisdom, with your courage, and with your uh, protection, Lord, as we fend off these fiery arrows that are coming at us every single day from hacking our computers, from stealing money. We have people in the LFA family, uh, LFA family that are going through a lot of problems right now, Lord. And we pray that you are with us, Lord. We pray that you are here and present in every one of our broadcasts and in everything that we speak from our lips to your ears, Lord. And when we mess up, Lord, we ask for your forgiveness, God. We ask for your forgiveness. We ask for your guidance to learn from our mistakes. As you know, we will make them. Lord, we pray this in your name. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. We've got 450 people watching. I'm ready to go. You're ready to go. This is the very first uh, glimpse of what the Rise Up podcast will be with our Rise Up coffee. So let's have a first uh, slurp of our Rise Up coffee. Here we go. And I, I recommend anybody who wants subscriptions on their channel, go give it to them, folks, because this needs to become the new YouTube real fast. And we need to have, everybody needs to be able to have access to put up videos just like they do on Facebook, but right here on Rumble, okay? And like they do on YouTube, but right here on Rumble. Now, before we move on, we must go to a video. And this is a very, it's a very disturbing video, if you ask me. Um... But give me a second here. I want to go to this video real quick. Come on. Sorry here, folks. All right, there it is. Let's, um, let's bring this up on the, on the big screen here. I want to play this for you guys. I want you to listen very closely. And then we'll get into our morning devotional and how I go through my verses and to get them ready for the day, okay? Um, check this out. <clears throat> to bring in uh to give to turn eventually the keys of the earth to lucifer that's the end goal so there's like what they consider seven stages of hell so they have to bring in seven stages of hell because each stage has to has to include suffering and death agony of people because they they utilize that energy because they're calling on demonic energy. So they need all that pain and anger and, and death and suffering. So that started with the pandemic. And then, you know, the next stage is like, I don't know what they're going to do with the war, but that's kind of part of it. Um, so each, each stage for them to accomplish the seven stages has to be full of this suffering and despair. So that's what they're doing. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the 
UN's founders. The New World Order is only to bring in, uh, to give, to turn eventually the keys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so that is something that is not conspiracy anymore. This might have been called a conspiracy when George Bush Sr. said that. But since that time, since the early 90s, and especially since the mid-2000s to late-2000s, the curtain has been pulled back on everything. And everything that the Bible predicted is unfolding right before our eyes. Now, I know that many, many generations have tried to say that. But many generations were wrong. Many generations were wrong because there were a lot of key factors that were, that, that were in prophecy that was not pertaining to those times. Now, they thought, well, maybe that will lead to that. But there was a lot of key factors that were never involved into, into trying to say that these prophecies were being fulfilled in those times. However, folks, when you're talking about a one-world currency, when you're talking about a one-world order, a lot of that has been talked about in previous generations. But the way in which the Bible describes it will happen was not happening. It wasn't usually in past uh, previous you know, decades or centuries or millennia or whatever. It wasn't many nations working together to create one world dominance, to give that power over to Satan. It was usually one nation controlling everything and making them bow down as they conquered them. So there was some very different key factors there. But you have to understand where we are. So that video, the reason I played that video for you right then and there, was to explain to you that the seven levels of hell, okay, that is prophesied, that is, that is prophesied the seven levels of hell, a lot of people, and I don't know if this is true, I don't know, I mean, what I'm saying is, I know it's true. I don't know in what stage you would call COVID-19. Now, the people that are on this video have said that COVID-19 is stage one of the seven stages of hell. That could very possibly be because we have not seen anything in your lifetime, in my lifetime, and in our grandparents' lifetime, anything like what we saw in the last four years, okay? And we know they're fast-tracking, and we know Hillary Clinton's and all of these evil people like the Epstein's. We know that they worship Baal, B-A-A-L. We know this. We know this from things that they've done, not things that they've said. So we are in a very demonic time. However, ladies and gentlemen, I want to explain something to you, and I, want to, I, I don't know how to say this in a way that you will really, really understand it. Like, you'll hear what I say, but to really believe it, that's, the two, that's different. Understanding, believing, listening, hearing, those are all different things. I need you to believe and understand what I'm about ready to say. Jesus said, all you need is faith the size of a mustard seed, and you can tell that mountain to move, and it will do so. Obviously, that was a parable. Obviously, that was a metaphor. Obviously, I can't look at that mountain and say move, and the mountain will physically move. Jesus never meant it to be that way. Jesus meant the same thing that we say today in very different words. You can do anything you put your mind to. You can do anything. Be all that you can be and you can accomplish anything. You can be whatever you want when you grow up. Does that sound familiar? All of that comes from if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, you can tell that mountain to move and it will do so. There's another meaning that Jesus had in that parable outside of be all you can be and you can be whatever you want. And the other part of that that a lot of people don't pay attention to is 
you couple that with what Jesus told the disciples and, the, and his apostles, you will have more power than I have here on earth. You will have more power than I have here on earth. What does that mean? How would we, Jeremy Harrell from nowhere, New Hampshire, how would Augie 333, how would Sherry 2032, how would Bumblebee Patriot have more power than our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? I'll tell you how. It's called faith, and it's called the Holy Spirit dwelling within you. Your faith and the Holy Spirit and the hope that builds your faith gives you strength that the new world order itself fears. And I'm not talking about in numbers. I'm talking about you personally, you individually. As long as, do you guys, does everybody remember the story of Sodom and Gomorrah? Does everybody remember what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah, which you can arguably say is something that we're seeing in state to state, from sea to shining sea, from one side of the hemisphere to to another hemisphere, is Sodom and Gomorrah. But if you remember, the angels were begged, if there's even this many good people, save it. If there's even this many good people, save it. If there's even this many good people, save it. Now, I know that's a little bit contradictory to what Jesus said. There are none good but God. But we're going back to the Old Testament here. Now, why did the angels, why did God agree if there was anybody in there that could be perceived as good, that he would save it? I'll tell you why. Because even one person who has hope and faith in Jesus Christ, even one person who is willing and ready to die for the word of God is more powerful than every single person in the NWO, in this United Nations, all of these nations, all of their money, all of their power, all of their military is not as strong as one single God-fearing, God-loving, humbled individual. Do you understand that? Question is, do you believe that? Because it is belief that gives you power. It is belief that gives you strength. Not understanding. Lean not on your own understanding, but on the understanding of the word of God, the way Jesus Christ gave it to you. Do you understand? Do you understand? Do you believe? Because you must believe in order to receive. If you do not receive, then you do not believe. I have more power than all of the FBI. I have more power than all of the CIA. I have more power than all of the DOJ. Why? Because their power is predicated on the, on the very money that we supply them to do the job. If we did not give them the money, they would not do the job. We also give them the power. They get their power from us, not the other way around. So they might go from time to time to time through generation, generation to generation, thinking they have control and power over you. But do you know that the only time that they have any kind of control and power over you is through the very channel in which you gave them power? They never have power over you in a heavenly heavenly discussion. They never have power over you spiritually. They never, they only have, what did God say? What did he say? Fear not. The one who can kill and harm your body. Because it's only your body and it's only temporary. Fear the one who can harm your body but cast your soul into hell. So we have to have no fear. There, you guys got to understand something. It's, it's almost like Freddy Krueger, okay, in Nightmare on Elm Street. They only have as much power as you give them over you. Period. You are a sovereign child of God. You are a sovereign individual who was brought here through your mother, 
and Father, but from heaven. How is there any higher um, power over you than God? There isn't. They have not, they, where they are in the timeline of your birth, your life here on earth, and your death and your ascension to heaven is nowhere. The only place that they exist is in a realm that you give them power, time, energy, attention, or anything. Jeremy, this is how you should do all your shows. Your voice, your thoughts, not reading others' thoughts and news. I follow your voice like back in the backyard days. Can we bring up this, uh, let's bring up the rumble chat here. Give me a second here, folks. I'm sorry. We weren't ready. I'm I'm not usually used to doing a 9 a.m. show. Let's bring up this rumble chat here. There we go. You will need God's strength to get through what's coming, but it can't be done without with with total fear in him. Amen. Amen. United we stand in the God and, and in God we trust. Stay deeply rooted in the word. Amen. I say the Lord's Prayer and Apostles' Creed with my kids every night at bedtime. What happened to Antonio? Um, can somebody please uh, let them know in the comment uh, section what happened with Antonio and, and kind of give them the, uh, the, the runaround of that and, and let them know. Uh, that way, you, we do, or you can go back and watch the beginning of this video because I'm staying on message here. So ladies and gentlemen, understand here that these people are real. These people are literally doing everything that you hear is, is evil. They want your kids. They want all of this. But you have to understand where your power is. Do you know why? It's very, you never see me depressed. You might see me angry. You might see me worked up. But you never see me depressed. And the reason why you never, ever, ever see me depressed is because my emotions do not rely on, and my, the feeling that I have in, my, in my, uh, the pit of my stomach and, and in my conscience and with my Holy Spirit does not rely on what happens in this world. This world is going to go up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down. It's going to go here or there. But when you are steadfast in the Lord's word, when you're steadfast in God, then there is no roller coaster. I am never depressed. Ask Eli. I get angry, but I am never like this I'm never like down in the dumps. What am I going to do? What are we going to do? I have the answer of what I'm going to do. The answer comes from the B-I-B-L-E, ladies and gentlemen. I still miss the prayer. I like to know you still going to say. Not sure what you mean by that, Joe. Not sure what you mean by that. Kind of was like, prayer this, miss. I, please tell when you say. (laughs) I don't know what you meant by that. I don't know what you meant by that. We did say a prayer this morning, though. Um, C. Cappy says, I get depressed, but you don't have to. You get depressed because of the, the actions of this world. You get depressed because of the things that you see, hear, smell, taste, and feel of this world. But this world is nothing. This world is temporary. This world was just given to us as a, you know where we are right now, folks? We are in a womb. We are babies in a womb. We are babies in a womb. That's all we are. Babies in a womb. We are, this is a stage of our existence. You know how children don't know everything that adults know? And we, and children have a billion questions like, why is this? Who's this? When are we going to get there? What is this? What is God? What is this real? Is that real? Well, just because you become an adult doesn't mean you have all the answers. We're still babies. We're not supposed to have all the answers. That's where faith comes in, folks. 
Melissa says, my depression manifests as anger. I snap at everyone. Depression comes in many forms. Not saying you're depressed, but depression is just is not just being down in the dumps. No, you are 100% right. You are 100% right. 100% right. It comes in many forms, but you've got to understand that it's not real. You're making it real. You're giving, you're giving into that anger and that depression just like you would give power to the NWO, the devil, or anybody else having control over your life. You've got to understand how sovereign you really are. You have to understand that. Okay, now take a drink of my Rise Up coffee. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you know, but we do have a new coffee. Now, we're not going to go and do like sponsors during this kind of a, uh, of, of, of a podcast, you know, where we're talking about the Lord and stuff. But I do want to show you the Rise Up coffee, ladies and gentlemen. Look at that. Look at that. Now, I want to give a big shout out to the LFA producer. He designed the entire bag. Okay, he designed all the look. I want you to, let's go through here. See the back? We got the cross on there. Rise Up Coffee Company, ladies and gentlemen. That's the Sumatra Gold. And that is the American Pecan. That's my favorite right there, the American Pecan. Okay? Um, so yeah, ladies and gentlemen, the Rise Up roast, uh, Gourmet Roasted Coffee. I must say that, Gourmet, because if you're a coffee snob like we are, then you have to understand what it is. Uh, so check it out, ladies and gentlemen, okay? Um, what about failed surgery and poor health? I'm not, are you, I, don't, I don't know if you're asking me that question, Kathy, or if you're asking somebody else. I'm not sure who, what, you, what you're asking there. Um, yes, I miss Antonio here in the morning too already. I do too. But he'll come back someday. He'll come back someday. Um, do you guys remember Legion? The guy that was stuck with all those spirits, those evil spirits, demons, and Jesus cast out the, the spirits into the, uh, the herd of pigs that ended up killing themselves, committing suicide, and running over the, uh, running over the cliff. He was filled with all, those, all of those uh, evil, evil feelings, depression, anger, hate. Uh, it's all spirit. It's all demonic spirits. You just got to get it out. You just got to cast it out. And I can tell you, ladies and gentlemen, hold on. This right here, the B-I-B-L-E. This is a magic book. <laughs> it is truly a magic book if it can do the things that it does. This is a magic book. This is a living, breathing book. This book is unlike any other book that's ever had words on a piece of paper, ever. Because this right here is the cure for everything. This is the cure for your, uh, for your ailments. Now, we are, we are in the flesh, and we are living in a falling world. You're not going to be cured just by reading this book, but your spirit will be. Not your body, in some cases, but your spirit, all right? Now, I want to go to a specific verse here this morning, and then we'll kind of go through quickly. Uh, what I do here every morning, okay, to get the newsletter out to you guys. Jeremiah 119. Jeremiah 119 says, they will fight against you, but will not win. For I am with you, and I will rescue you, declares the Lord. They will fight against you, and they will not win. It doesn't say they, w- they can fight against you, and they should not win. It doesn't say they will. They 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 might fight against you, and they you hope they don't win. It is literally saying, folks, the Lord chooses His words so perfectly. They will fight against you, but will not win. For I am with you, and will rescue you, declares the Lord. And since it is impossible. For the Lord to lie, why would you not believe that? And all that is doing is cheerleading you. That is for you. 
ladies and gentlemen. That is not for the unbeliever. That is for the believer. So if you call yourself a believer, you have to believe that Jeremiah 119 is correct. And if Jeremiah 119 is correct, and if Ephesians 6 through uh, 18 tells you about the armor of God that God supplies for you in order to fight these battles that you know they will not win, then why be depressed? Why get angry? You know what I mean? The answers are right there. The problem is, as we as a society, especially here in America, we don't listen. We don't listen. We hear, but we don't listen. And we don't take that stuff and put it into action. We allow ourselves to be overcome by fear every day. Most of the people that watch this podcast and my podcast at 11 and Loud Majority and Mike Crispy's Unafraid and Anna's, everybody, we all slip into fear. We all slip into disbelief and, 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 be, and get discouraged and, and, and be depressed because of the things that happen on this, um, during the day through the news. But if you can find good in every situation, meaning, okay, now I know the truth. Now I know what to do. That is an amazing thing. That's an amazing thing. First thing that I do every morning is I read this. My mother gave me this. This is the first thing that I read every morning. This is called One Minute Prayer for Dads. Now, this could apply to moms too. But why this is a one minute, can we donate Bibles? Yes, any condition, send Bibles to me. Any condition, send them. Send them, send them, send them. Because if we don't get enough Bible requests on JeremyHerald.com, we'll send them to other countries or places that absolutely need them. Send them and we'll get them out there. I promise you. Now, my mom gave me this. I want to read to you what my mom wrote to me. She said, gave this to me in 2020, four years after I was saved. Jeremy. Now, <laughs> this might make me cry. And I'm sorry for that. But um, I did not have a relationship with my mother or my father when I was a child. I was living on my own pretty much at 16, and um, I didn't have a very good childhood at all. And I mean, when I mean I, I didn't have a very good childhood, um, I did not have a good childhood, okay? I do not blame my mother, and I do not blame my father. I did at one time. When I got in trouble through, a, through my uh, young teenage years and into my early adulthood years, and I went to prison and all that, I blamed my mother. I blamed my father. I blamed society. I blamed everybody but myself. And I always, always look back on that, and I say, God gave me a choice, and I chose wrong. My mom didn't choose for me. My dad didn't choose for me. But as I got older and I started having a relationship with my mother and father and having children, and especially after I got saved, this is what my mom wrote to me. Jeremy, I am proud to say that you have become a wonderful son and a wonderful father and a wonderful husband, too. I love you. Love, Mom. I read that every day from this book. And I do it because... Anybody who's a parent out there knows that when you raise kids, you do the best you can, but when you look back on it, you have thousands of regrets. So the thing that you can do is ask for forgiveness from those children, for those children, from them to you and ask for forgiveness from God and move on because you can't live in the past. But what you can do is you can do everything in the world 
to make sure that you limit the amount of regrets that you have going forward. So this is why I read from this book every day because it puts things into perspective for me as a father. As a father, okay? I never got my Bible request. Well, you probably, you should have waited because we sent out about 60 of them the other day. So if you put in a Bible request within the last couple months, it's probably coming. But guess what? Now you'll have two, okay? Um, you are the man now. You are the man you are now because of the choices you shouldn't take. Now you know what God is like. Amen. Amen. So let me read this to you. This, uh, this is the first one today. It says Colossians 1.11, and it's titled The Hard Patches. And Colossians 1.11 says, May you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. Now let me read this for you. Being a dad is not always an easy road. Things may move along just fine. And then out of nowhere comes a hindrance to being a good dad. Maybe it's because we're personally facing some of the hard patches in life. If we can recognize how our present hard patch is affecting our dadhood, we can do what's necessary to make the change immediately. One place to start when we're going through a hard patch is to ask our kids to pray for us. Now, we pray for our children all the time, but how often do we ask our children to pray for us? God will hear those prayers. God, and this, is, and this is kind of the prayer that you're supposed to kind of wrap it up with. God, it's been hard lately. You know the situation. You know my reactions and how they hinder me from being a good dad. I pray that daily you show me how to react to the hard stuff I, I have to face. I pray you'll change me or change my circumstances. I pray for peace in our household and that the kids will look back on these days as the time when dad prevailed against a hard situation. I pray that as my children pray for me, you'll listen and answer, not just get through this rough patch, but to show them the power of their prayers. Amen. It's the first book I read every day. I read that because God is a father to me, and I'm a child of God going through life. And so are my children a, fa a children of God, but they're also a children of me. They're children that came from me. So I have to be a God role to them. And they have to see me honor the God that they see me pray to every single day. They have to see that stuff. Then I go and I read this. Good moments for men. Good moments for men. And it says the clock is ticking. This is today's, this is my, my daily one. Uh, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered, how fleeting my life is. Now, that's Psalm 39.4. Now, I got to tell you guys, I'm kind of going through quickly because in the morning time, I spend a considerable amount of time doing this. Every time I read from a devotional, I take that verse and I go to the Bible and I read the verse in its context, not just in the way that the person who made that devotional book wanted you to hear it. I go and I read it for myself in context so that the Lord can speak through to me through his word rather than through somebody else's perception of uh, what they read that day. 
So that is how I go through the, you know, every morning. And it says, remember being 10 and dreaming about being a teenager? It seemed like it would never arrive. But 13 came and went and almost instantly you dreamed of turning 16 and having your driver's license. That came and whooshed right by. As we age, the clock's hands seem to hasten their pace as if they're in a rush to get somewhere, dragging us along. One day we look up and wonder where the years have gone. How many of you understand this? How many of you understand this? A flip side view is the antidote. We can use our days in such a way as to turn that whoosh into warmth, that feeling of loss into a legacy of love. This, of course, is something we mustn't put off any longer. After all, click tick tock, tick tock, the clock is ticking. Tick tock, tick tock, the clock is ticking. You know, I used to be in a hurry everywhere I went. My life was about the destination, not the journey. I can tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, my life is about the journey now and not the destination. Do you know how long it takes me to get gas <laughs> these days? I, I, I got to tell you, I look like an 80-year-old man. I drive slow. I look at everything. I wave as many people as I can, no matter what they're going through in life and what they look like. I do not, I repeat, I do not make quick and haste judgments uh, at people anymore. I don't care about the traffic. I don't care about the four-way and who gets to go first. I'll go last. I don't care. I get to the gas station. I slowly open the door. I slowly put my first leg out. I slowly put my second leg out and put my feet firmly on the ground. I stretch and I look at the sky and I say, thank you, God. And I look around and I go... And I smell the air that God has given me and I slowly shut my door and I pull out my wallet and I pick up the gas uh, uh, handle and I put it in my, and I, and I do this all slowly. Why? Because why are we in a hurry? Life goes fast enough as it is. Why don't we just keep slowing down? Slow down. Relax. Enjoy. And if I see somebody that looks like they need help, whether it be financially or whether it be just with discussion, I stop what I'm doing and I ask them, are you okay? The other day, a guy was leaning up against the um, Cumberland Farms here. We call it Cumbies if you live in New England. It's just a gas station chain. He's leaning up against the Cumbies uh, wall that says no loitering right above him, of course, and he's having a cigarette, but he looked really down. He looked like he was, like right before that, I saw him outside looking for cigarette butts on the ground to smoke and I felt really bad for him. And I pulled up next to him as I left, and I said, are you okay, man? And he's like, what? And I said, are you okay? He said, yeah, I'm fine. I said, do you need anything at all? No. I said, you sure, man? He goes, yeah, but thank you very much for asking. I said, no problem, brother. Have yourself a great day. God bless. wonder what that did for him. I know what it did for me. I know what it did for God. I wonder what it did for him. Another thing that I can't stand seeing is people struggle financially. I'm not saying that we don't have our, our times in my home where we struggle financially, but we've been able to understand how to budget correctly to the point where we don't feel like we're living paycheck to paycheck anymore. And anytime that I see anybody in need, I don't care. You ask Eli, you ask anybody that knows me, I will stop and I will help them somehow, some way, even if it's five bucks. It doesn't, it, it, it's not about the amount of money. It's about what it does to that person's soul. So, again, at Cumbies, I was in line 
and there was only one line at first. And then they ended up opening up another register because, you know, there was a lot of people in line. But I was like six people back. And at the first person was a lady who was trying to buy two packs of cigarettes, a Mountain Dew, and a pizza. Not things good for your body. But her card was denied. And I could tell she didn't have any money because I've been there. My card's been denied many, 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 many times. I've been embarrassed. I'm sure you all know the feeling. Her card was denied. And I knew it wasn't denied because it was a chip problem, a chip reading problem. You could see it in her body language. And you could see it in the fact that her ears got red and her face got red. And she said, "Um, I know there's got to be some money in there. I know there is. She goes, can you just set my stuff aside? Maybe, I'll, maybe I got something in the car. So she went out to the car, and then she went to the ATM, and you could see she was checking the balance, and apparently the balance said she had none. You could see she got the balance out, and she was very depressed. So while I was there, I think it was like $17. I said, can you, I wanted to pay for her stuff and get out of there before she knew who paid for it, right? So I, I said, can you put her stuff on, you know, the stuff she set aside? So they had to transfer it from one register to the register I was on, which took forever, which by the time that I paid for my stuff, she was already back up in line to tell them to please put the stuff back because she didn't have money. They told her that I took care of it for her. And I got to tell you, folks, the look on her face, that moment, was like somebody just paid off her house. And I'm not telling you this story. I wouldn't have told you the story outside of doing this podcast this morning here for Antonio uh, at 9 a.m. I would not have told you that story on Live from America because, you know, it's a different style podcast. And I'm not telling you that story to say, oh, good job, Jeremy. Please don't even say that. All glory goes to God. I'm telling you that story because I want you guys to do the same thing if you can. Nothing hurts me more. There's two things that gut-wrench me and make me cry instantly. And that is a child in a bad home or a child abused and somebody who has zero money and is just trying to make it through life. And I know that's a lot of you. And I wish I could help each and every one of you through the Slurp Fund every day. And maybe someday we can. And I think twice about buying stuff like cigarettes and stuff like that. But again, it goes back to this. If you give a $20 bill to a person on the side of a street holding up a sign that says, please help me, I need help, I'll even work for the money, I'm not a drunk, or something like that, or even if they just say, please help, I need money, and you give them $20, it is not your concern what they do with that $20 anymore. And it's also not your job to wonder or even think about what could they possibly have done with that money. And when somebody says, well, they're probably just going to go buy alcohol, nothing makes me more mad than that because it's not about the money and it's not even my choice what they do with that money after I give it to them, okay? And I never just go, here you go. I say, here you go. And I say, may God bless you. Can I pray with you? After that, I don't care what they do with the money. It's not my... It's not my job to worry about what they do with the money. Just like it's not really my concern that the person was buying cigarettes, although it's killing them. My concern was that she knew that there was good people out there still, that the world is not evil, that the world is not bad, and that people care for her. That was my reason for doing it. I want to go to the next book. I got only a couple minutes left here, ladies and gentlemen, so please bear with me, okay? Rest in Jesus who never wavers. Did you know that our faith can sometimes 
Oh, no, that's not the one. Hold on. Hold on. Jesus gives you true rest. This is what I wanted to read. Jesus lived in the unforced rhythms of grace. Everything he said and did was beautiful and perfectly timed. Everything he did was beautiful and perfectly timed. Always at the right place at the right time doing the right thing. His every word and deed went up to the Father as a sweet-smelling aroma. My friend, Jesus wants you to learn his unforced rhythms of grace. He wants you to flow with him. He's not hard to follow. His yoke is not heavy or burdensome. It is easy and light. When you walk in his ways, you will find true rest. Beloved Jesus, ways, beloved, Jesus's ways are not rash and impatient. He will never give you a prompted, never give you a prompted, uh, a prompting to spend more than you have. He will never lead you into a place of lack. Instead, he will lead you into God's, to see God's goodness that is already evident in your life. I want to stop right there. I want to stop right there. And I want to read to you that one line again because it goes with everything that I just said. Some of you, like I said, sometimes you don't have the money to give somebody, but even $5, if you could part with $5, even $5, the Lord says that he will not lead you into lack. The Lord said that he will lead you to God's goodness. Right here, he will never le- He will never give you a prompting to spend more than you have. So if you, if, if, if you see somebody who needs help financially and you see them and something says help them, then you better go help them because that is God talking to you. And he's telling you, I'm not going to have you spend more than you have. I will never lead you into a place of lack. Instead, he will lead you to see God's goodness that is already evident in your life. He will lead you to a faithfully and diligently step uh, from one level to increase an, um, from one level of increase to another. As you keep company with him, he will teach you how to live like Christ. Mm. So important. So important. And then, ladies and gentlemen, I go to Every Day with Jesus. Now, when I get through these books, I will switch them up to new books. But one, di- one thing that I never switch up is the B-I-B-L-E. That stays the same. And if everybody wants to know what version I use, I use the ESV. Okay? The ESV version. Now, let me read for you from Every Day with Jesus, and then we'll close to an end here, okay? Is this December 3rd? December 2nd, okay. It's very hard to stay positive when you are in pain, says Diva Queen. You are right. You are right. It is. It is very hard. Very hard. Probably one of the hardest things to do. And I can't help you with that other than to give you the word and try to help you as much as I possibly can through that way. And you will get through it. Proven authority from Numbers 17, 8. And it came to pass that on the morrow, on the morrow, Moses went into the tabernacle of witnesses and behold, the rod of Aaron for the house of Levi was budded and brought forth buds and bloomed blossoms and yielded Almonds, proven authority. God will always prove those he has set in authority by their, fo- by their fruit. Throughout his time on earth, Jesus proved his authority came from God, not only because of all the signs, wonders, and miracles he performed, but by the multitudes who followed him and whose lives were dramatically changed by his teaching. The religious Jews never accepted and submitted to the authority Jesus carried, but lack of respect for authority has always been one of the most common problems in our world. Today, we see it in the home. 
We see it in the church and in the attitudes of people that people have towards their government. In, the, in this story, the numbers, the people of Israel questioned Moses' and Aaron's authority to govern the nation of Israel. In Numbers 16, Korah slandered Moses' character and authority. And the earth immediately swallowed him and all those associated with him. Then another 14,000 Israelites criticized Moses for the way he handled Korah and died by plague of the Lord. Moses' authority was under attack and God was supernaturally proving him, but the people were still not accepting him. To resolve the issue, the Lord had Moses command the leaders of each tribe to take their rods, which symbolized authority, and write the names, their names on them. Then all rods were placed in the holy place overnight. The next morning, Aaron's rod had budded, blossomed, and produced almonds. The other rods were still bare sticks. This forever settled the issue of whom God had chosen to rule the nation. The fruit made the difference. The fruit made the difference, ladies and gentlemen. You can say it. You can, you can preach it. You can read it. But if you're not putting what you're listening to, hearing, preaching, reading, all of that into action, then, ladies and gentlemen, you will not see any blessings and you will not see any fruit. It's that simple. All right, ladies and gentlemen, look, we've got Loud Majority coming up, and then I will be back at 11 a.m. We only have one show of mine today, so it was kind of nice that I got to be with you. This is the one show Friday. I love each and every one of you. I will see you in just a little bit, ladies and gentlemen, for Live from America, as always, at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, right here on LFA TV. Uh, remember, Loud Majority is coming up in about five minutes. Uh, make sure that you guys rumble, rumble, rumble this video on your way out and rumble, rumble, rumble for loud majority. I love you guys and uh, I will see you at 11 a.m. And remember everything we talked about and please go back and replay this show later on for your family because it was a powerful show and this is just a taste of what Rise Up podcast will be right here on LFA TV. I love each and every one of you. God bless you. Loud majority comes up next. Peace out.